Joining us via Zoom today is the writer and director of a film that's going to be playing at the Metro Cinema on Sunday, October 17th at 9.30 p.m. All this month in October, the Metro has been doing a fantastic uh, kind of different Halloween-ish kind of films, but not necessarily like the things that you think that you should be seeing, right? Um, they're trying to get a little off the beaten path. And one of these fantastic films that you may get exposed to that you hadn't seen before is the film The Nature of Nicholas. And that's right. Writer-director Jeff Erbach of that film is joining us today on Moving Radio. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's great to have you. Um, you know, when we look it up on, on, the, uh, on the website, on metrocinema.org, if you want to check out more about it, and if you always want to buy your tickets ahead of time, uh, they described it as a surreal fable set on the Canadian prairie. The nature of Nicholas is a tale of a young boy wrestling with an attraction to his best friend while tormented by the visions of his dead father. So we've given the audience just like a little taste of the context of the film. Maybe we can get a little bit deeper into this film, The Nature of Nicholas. It centers around sixth graders, Nicholas and Bobby. Yeah, the one sentence summary is pretty good. Um, it's a film that does have a lot of layers to it. And um, and really, essentially, it's, it is it is all of that. It's about a boy who... Um, struggles with his his affections for his friend and untangling what that means especially in a in a prepubescent context it can be very difficult working out what attraction means the difference between liking someone and loving them the difference between sexual attraction and um, simply being drawn to somebody and there's a lot of overarching themes around masculinity and 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 what that means um, which is sort of embodied in the father figure um, so all of these things are, are sort of posited into this, this landscape, you know, Manitoba and Saskatchewan are very, very flat places and you can see everything. And I wanted to try to make a film in which you could see everything physically see everything in that environment because it's so flat, but that there was so much mystery and so much unseen things. You know, approaching uh, a topic like that, when we talk about the age that these kids are at when they're so young, it is, it's that universal experience. I mean, it doesn't matter who you're attracted to. It always feels kind of a level of uncomfortable. And I just thought, you know, it was an incredibly bold choice to approach something like that could, because that alone in itself could be your story. But then you add so many different layers on it. Like when the story really kicks into high gear, when the doppelganger of Bobby shows up and looking like he walked off the set of a Romero zombie film or elements like the father that you've up here uh, referred to of him reappearing as well. You know, this is a lot going on at one time. Tell us a little bit about the juxtaposition of those elements of like this coming of age film, but you've also got this kind of surrealist elements to it. And maybe what were the origins of, of that for you in writing the script? Sure. That's a, a great question. I mean, I, I think we all nostalgia and memory are kind of funny things. And I think the film mostly is made for adults. Um, if I had to pick a, a demographic or an age group because it's the it's the age in which we look back at those time periods um, and memory plays funny tr tricks on us we remember things not quite exactly how they happened but we're sure that they did um, we remember um, places that we visited slightly differently than what they actually are 
the the relationships that we held um, are quite different than when we actually were physically present in them. So, so I feel like the whole film is sort of wrapped in, in not a dream. I, I wouldn't say that, but, but more of a memory, almost as if um, without narration or voiceover, an adult version of, of Nicholas were telling the story. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting place to come from as well. I mean, it, it ends up almost kind of uh, projecting itself onto the audience, too, of feeling like, oh, what's going on here? And how do these characters feel? And am I, and what is like reality and what is, you know, maybe what they're projecting themselves as characters? Uh, was that something you wanted to do was kind of keep the the audience a little off balance in some ways to always be curious as to like where is this element coming from and how does it connect to these characters and why they make these choices because they're very endearing it never gets wild it's always kind of like you're walking through a dream sometimes yeah which is what it's like growing up on the prairies to be honest um that um you know, that landscape, that place is, is very particular. Um, the prairies are, are a place which are, are incredibly, it's incredibly boring, I find. But, but in that, there's something really, really beautiful about it as well. And so I, I, I feel like I took inspiration from the land itself and from being uh, a Canadian filmmaker living on the prairies, that that was very important. And, um, and so, you know, hearkening to, to what I said earlier, I mean, I feel as though it's, um, I, I feel everything had to be very soft, that nothing really had to land, that a, a film that was about uh, a prepubescent boy trying to find what it meant to, to be drawn to his friend, and what it meant to be a boy and what it meant to be a man and what those gendered terms mean that all of this had to be kind of enveloped in something very soft that, that all of the, that questioning to me didn't have to land somewhere. Instead, it um, is just sort of presented. And I think when you present questions and when you make invitations, there's a variety of perspectives and a variety of answers. And so the film visually and in its design and in its craft um, tries to do the same. We're speaking today with writer-director Jeff Erbach. We're talking about his film, The Nature of Nicholas. It's going to be screening at the Metro Cinema on Sunday, October 17th at 9.30 p.m. You can go to metrocinema.org to get tickets ahead of time or buy them at the theater itself. Why do you feel like this story was better served by sending around two very young people in this era as well, like the the kind of 50s, 60s, um, as opposed to maybe making them a little bit more mature or even updating it completely? Yeah, that's a great question. I thought I thought that they could only be um, prepubescent. I, I mean, I just felt that was vital for for the story and for the questions that, that they're asking themselves about their identity and about their sexuality. And then when I thought about, you know, really, I mean, this is probably the most personal part of the film for me, which is the actual time frame. Um, I was born in the 1970s. I have no 
actual recollection of the 70s uh, and certainly not the the 40s or 50s. Um, And so I only have a memory of it. I only know from my parents and, and their parents how they talked about living on the prairies in the 40s and 50s and how they talked about the war. And, and, and so I, I really just felt like that was really um, interesting time period. I mean, the 1950s sort of have a lot of tropes that, that are associated with them in terms of gender roles. Um, the war itself, um, wars tend to be sort of social markers in community. You can kind of plant markers down on a timeline of whenever there was a war coming out of the war, there was massive societal change. And so I really felt like that change and transformation was also part of an interesting part of the story. If it took place in the fifties. Now, uh, Dennis Harvey of Variety Magazine said in 2002, when the film came out, quote, reminiscent of the late 1980s Brit cult picks paper house and the reflecting skin in its disturbing union of misfit children drama, childhood drama with metaphorical horror and surrealist elements, unquote. Did you feel like that was an accurate description of the film for you? And how did you go about blending all these elements into the story of the writing process? Did you start at first with just the, the characters themselves, the boys and maybe the family, or did you be like, uh, you know, whatever it is that I'm going to write, it has to have these kind of, you know, metaphorical horror and kind of surrealist elements in it. Yeah. I really wanted to make a zombie movie. Um <laughs> But uh, well, that's a good starting place, I think. <laughs> and um, but I knew that it would not be a zombie movie. I don't know if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and zombies to me are just really, really interesting um, ciphers. So, you know, I I take an approach that um, that's very similar to one that I know David Lynch has talked about a lot, especially in all of a lot of his previous work, which is that a lot of a lot of times you sort of make a film in kind of a, a collage, which is that you have a set of images, you have a, a time frame, you might have a character, you may even have lines of dialogue. And all these things just sort of sit with you for a long period of time. And then eventually some stuff gravitates together and some stuff spins off into space and doesn't land. And I think that's, that's how this film sort of happened is I just had a lot, a lot of ideas and I had a lot, a lot of images in my head and I had a lot of um, lines of dialogue and I had awkward scenes that I was interested in and, and none of it necessarily made any sense. And then you kind of had to find the backbone and find sort of the through line of how does this actually all work? And then maybe it, it works in the way that I'm describing and, and maybe it doesn't. Well, I mean, that's an interesting thing to talk about, too, especially since you've got a bit of perspective about this film. First, reading released in 2002, like I said, you know, you've almost had two decades to live with Nicholas in this project. What are the elements of the film that looking back on you're the proudest uh, when you reflect on this film? Yeah, that's another great question. It's um, I, I, I think I'm just proud of of the way that that project was made um you know what i i recently got to to meet up with the because it's being re-released i got to meet up with the rest of the cast and some of the crew and we had a conversation and 
they spoke so authentically and genuinely and sincerely about that project and about the approach that we took and how sincere it was and how intimate. And um, I mean, that's the biggest thing that I'm really proud of. It's, it's a film with people about people. And, and so I'm, I'm just proud that, that people feel happy with it still 20 years later that they still even remember it. I love the fact that you had an opportunity to not only like just reflect on the film yourself, but maybe get together with the cast and crew. And you let us know a little bit about that kind of conversation that you had with those people. Um, when you get to be, you know, reflect on something like that, particularly with the people that were involved with it at that point, it must have been really interesting to hear what those actors felt like, particularly the younger children growing up 20 years later. Tell us a little bit about maybe about characters like Nicholas and Bobby and the young actors at the time that were portraying them. And maybe what were some of their feelings looking back on the film and their connection to it? Yeah, they, you know, they, they talked a little bit about um, how exciting it was and what an opportunity it was. And, um, and that that drove, drove them through a lot of the process. Um, there was, you know, it's a, it's a super challenging thing. I mean, many of the, many of the children who were in that movie, um, had done very little acting previous or had done, you know, maybe a few school plays. Um, and so when they're making a film, it's, it's quite different. Than, than doing theater first of all and and they're also so young and um and on this set and and also the subject matter which was quite adult and um and so we had to navigate the conversations about what those feelings meant and why they were happening and um so they they remember that in, in kind of a funny way i mean now looking back at the film they can kind of see a lot of things that are happening in the film that at the time they weren't necessarily super aware of they may not have had the maturity to understand it on the same level as an adult but now they can so i think the film has itself has sort of an evolution uh for the 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 children who were in it we're speaking today via zoom with director and writer jeff erbach about the film the nature of nicholas you can catch it at the Metro Cinema Sunday, October 17th at 9.30 p.m. And you can pick up tickets at metrocinema.org or you can get them in person at the theater day of the screening. So, you know, you talk about uh, and we talked about some of these issues that you've woven into this story that, I mean, you're right. It's incredibly honest at that time, but it does kind of go against things that we might assume that a story would be about with uh, people this age, but they're genuinely things that we experience at that age. It's just, we're just not used to necessarily seeing it projected on the screen all the time. Right. So talk to us a little bit about maybe how you prepared yourself or how, what you would do on set to kind of negotiate them through these kind of feelings and these kind of scenes uh, in order to, you know, pull off the story that you thought was going to work best for the film, but also take care of them as well. Yeah, I, I, I mostly knew, I mostly knew some of some of the subject or topics that I wouldn't necessarily fully walk into those conversations without preparing those conversations. And so preparing often meant 
a lot of other conversations in lead up. Um, it also meant some conversations with the parents on occasion as well, of course. So we were, we were very careful about that. It's, you know, it's very difficult. I, I, I marvel at, at directors who are very, very good at working with, with young people. Um, they, you know, you, you struggle to remember what that was like. If, if you think back to how you thought about the world when you were 11, you struggle to kind of find it. <laughs> you know, what did you know? What did you not know? What was strange and mysterious to you? Um, of course, at the time, you felt you knew everything. We always do. But it's um, so when you're directing young people, that can be a very tricky thing because it's hard to remember exactly where they are in the world. Um, they have ways of reminding you <laughs> and you have to be pretty tuned to those things. So it's um, it was super challenging and um, and often you have to, you know, kids know best. They they're living in those bodies. And so you let them um, kind of help you find that path. Well, the film we've been talking about is The Nature of Nicholas. Uh, again, you can check it out at the Metro Cinema on Sunday, October 17th at 9.30 p.m. Uh, it's an incredibly fascinating film. You know, uh, Jeff talked to us about us being the, the seed of it was maybe that it was a zombie film. But this is so much more. I feel like this is one of those intriguing films that you get into. And once you get settled in the first like third of the film or first like act of the film, it starts to just like... Uh, completely unfold in different ways that you didn't necessarily expect and uh, and it's a really wonderful experience uh you know i know it's 20 years old but I'm, I'm still really really it was fresh to me in watching it uh just last week so if you want to check out something really interesting i suggest you know to uh, take my recommendation i'm sure take jeff's go check out the nature of nicholas at the metro cinema sunday october 17th at 9 30 p.m I, I really liked what you said. I, I feel like the film um, purposely unfolds. It, it purposely sort of sinks you into it first. So you have to be prepared to sort of sit and give yourself to the movie. Um, and if you do that, um, yeah, maybe you'll find some enjoyment from it or something interesting or challenging about it. So, Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Jeff. And thank you for the film. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it.